your fall fabulous at Mount Airy Lodge or Pocono Gardens. Do all the things you've wanted to do all summer, all day, all night. Winter, spring, summer, fall. Call 966-7210 for reservations at Pocono Gardens and beautiful Mount Airy Lodge. Hello and welcome to a special bonus episode of Mountain Comics. I'm your host, Rob Kelly, and this is the show where I look back at the comic books I bought while on vacation in the Pocono Mountains of Pennsylvania in the 1970s and 1980s, proud member of the Fire and Water Podcast Network. And this is, as I said, a special bonus episode, and I'll explain why that is, because, of course, just last month, I put the show into winter hibernation, planning to keep it there until next spring. But something came up that was just too exciting to sit on all the way until next year. So let me introduce my guest. The whole reason we're doing this in the first place is our friend Bradley Austin Null. Hi, Bradley. Hi. Hi. How are you doing? It's great to be here. Um, I'm hello. doing great. I'm so excited to be talking about this. By the way, everybody, you can see in the show notes, and you'll see from the gallery post on the website, fireandwaterpodcast.com, we're going to be talking about Justice League of America Annual Number 1, an absolutely fantastic comic book. I mean, I, anyone who's been listening to the Fire and Water Network for any length of time knows we are all giant fans of the classic Justice League of America book. This comic is great, and I can't wait to talk about it with you, Bradley. But the reason we're doing this special episode, everybody, is after I put the last season of Mountain Comics to bed, again, for winter hibernation, bring it back in uh, the late uh, late spring next year, like I normally do, my wife, Kelly, and I, yes, her name is Kelly Kelly now, Her, my wife, Kelly, and I uh, went on our honeymoon. And our honeymoon was a combination of half the week in San Francisco and half the week in Carmel, California, which is two hours south of San Francisco. So we're kind of looking for a nice combination of city stuff and then combined with kind of the more, you know, the woodsy sort of thing and a more kind of relaxed suburban sort of thing. And, and we we're really looking forward to it. Part of it was going to I was going to get to drive the Pacific Coast Highway, which is a longtime dream of mine. And we finally got to do it. And it was an absolutely marvelous marvelous honeymoon we enjoyed every second of it i went whale watching i saw i went to muir woods uh i went to the golden gate bridge it was just absolutely unbelievable great trip but one of the things we did on the i think the yeah, the very last day our last full day there is that we took a trip to big sur which of course is kind of the big you know wooded area it's a tourist thing uh, i don't mean that in a pejorative sense it's a bit it's a thing that a lot of people like to go see and we always wanted to to see this and on our way uh we passed several restaurants that are uh, nestled in the woods of big sur and one of them had next to it a country store a classic big sur country store and again some of you might know i am a sucker for any type of store that i think might have comic books in it uh <laughs> You know, I grew up in the era of newsstands and comics yeah. and 7-Elevens and stuff like that. And we were like, well, we want to go hit this one part of Big Sur, but we're going to definitely hit the country store on the way back. So we went and did our stuff in Big Sur and saw some great sites. Then we stopped in the country store. Now, I was not expecting to find comic books because, as I mentioned on Facebook, when I posted the photo of me in front of this country store, the comic book industry has done a marvelous job of getting rid of comics from anywhere anybody would find them anymore. They are only in comic shops, basically. Despite the fact that the characters are now more famous than they've ever been, you can't find a comic book. 
unless you know where to look, which is just such a sad state of affairs. So I was not expecting to find comic books, but I was a little disappointed because I figured in days gone by, this would have been the kind of place that carried comic books. Well, indeed. <laughs> yeah, well, little did I know that yeah. after I posted that on, on Facebook, Bradley, you chimed in and said that you grew up in this area and you yourself well, bought actual comics in that very store, which was okay. so exciting to hear. So please tell me all about that. Okay. First of all, first of all, first of all, I, I love this show because I have my West Coast equivalent of Mountain Comics, most of which came from Big Sur. And then my parents would go, we would go every summer. Big Sur was one of the summer trips and the other one would be a, a national park somewhere else. My parents were in the Sierra Club. Um, I, I, I grew up lucky, um, lucky that way. And, um, um, about, but about the same time, you know, just before this was, you know, um, when I was younger, I discovered that if you cashed in aluminum cans, you could buy comics at these <laughs> little stores, like, like the ones you're talking about. And indeed, I bought comics from that store. Um, it's one of when 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 you talk about when you talk about Mountain Comics, I either picture the tents the tent that I was in, mm-hmm. or like a series of stores that have kind of combined themselves together in my memory that aren't really the actual stores that any of them were. The only one that I know, well, I know, no, because the one in Yosemite, I know where the building that was that is. So I know where that one is, and I know where the one where you stopped happens to be, because it's right there. And because, and like, and, and my, you know, my, my family still goes on trips in the area. But what's particularly mind blowing to me about this, as I hear you talk about it, is when I bought this comic there, they were taking the spinner rack out of that store oh. the day I bought this comic. Oh, no. That's the, yeah, the, 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 the kind of big story I've been kind of sitting on here is, is, is the day I bought this comic, they were taking the spinner rack out and putting all of the comics into a, like, like magazine shelf sort of thing that was right up in front of the, um, in front of the store. And the store owner was complaining because of some, I, I, I I mean it's been a long time in my memory I he, he was complaining about about the spinner rack being taken away but I don't know you know I don't know if he was the owner or the manager it's been a long time I don't don't so, remember that but so the shop owner they was being taken out not uh, not by his request I, that this was a very long time ago what I remember is is that he complained huh um I have always assumed he was the owner I have never even questioned whether okay. um, whether that whether he was the manager or owner before telling this, before this particular retelling. The, the the person behind the counter really didn't want the spinner rack to be gone. He felt that <laughs> it, it 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 was a um it was a it was a great loss. And I he's not wrong. No, um, he's yeah. not. Yeah, because um, because I don't think there were comics there not long after that. This, this was this was also the incident that made me decide I was going to collect comics rather than just like 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 casually buy superhero comics for fun. That's the actual reason why I kept this comic um, back in my fourteen-year-old head. Um, this was the uh, th- this was the comic that I was choosing to say I'm not going to be in sports next year, freshman year. I'm going to keep reading comics. This was wow. the symbol of that. Yeah. Yeah, it was it's it, 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 it's it's one of those things of that guy doing that 
somehow triggered that decision in my head, which I which I only know because I like 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 wrote a note that's on here. Like my memory's not great. Like I, I still have the comic because there's there's a note there that says that says first first official in your collection. Wow. Um, you were documenting it early on. Well, yeah, apparently so. Um, so this this book went on sale May twelfth, nineteen eighty three. Do you have any inkling yeah. of what time of year, what month you would have bought it? Um, it had to be June or July. Okay, I mean this was an annual, so it doesn't yeah. have a month on it. So it probably could have stayed on the rack for quite a while because there was no identifiable pull date the way a regular book would have had. So, um, okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's um, I know. I forgot. I'm sorry. I got. I forgot what I was going to say. That I. I got distracted looking at my at my note to myself from years ago. Um, sorry about that. Um, <laughs> so well, okay. Let me let me let me ask you. So you said you you told me that you went there a lot. Uh, now you could you get there under your wherever you were camping or wherever you were. Could you get there under your own power, or did your parents have to take you every time? Like with the distance too far to not travel? to that that store. If that's that's a that's one that was on the drive in and out. Right. Yeah. So, so, okay. so I would have been, I would have been getting stuff at that one when my parents were on their way in and out in the car. Cause I, I didn't drive yet. Um, right, right, right. And the roads yeah. are quite windy and stuff. So I yeah. can imagine that you wouldn't even want a yeah. kid to um, go on his own, on his bike or something, even if you had your bike. Uh, yeah. it's a little and, dangerous. That, that road is very, very twisty. Yeah. And, and I've been to, and because and because of this note to myself, I've been to that parking lot on like you know the weird. This is where my comic collection quest when I was in my mid twenties and um and, and and looking for any excuse to be Bay Area North in California. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. So so yeah. So 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 yeah. I've, I've I've even been back to that spot a couple of times. Uh, but no, no, you could, I could not have walked in when I bought this comic. Gotcha. I was, gotcha. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, no, but I'm I'm amazed that you had the memory of that the that the maybe not the owner, but at the very least, uh, someone who worked there was unhappy. Like they said that to you, like they literally, like they told like a kid, I don't, you know, I'm not happy. And so that makes me think, well, then who took it? Was it the owner of the store throwing it out, or was like the distributor? Did they hand it back to the? Because I know that comic spinner racks used to come from the distributors as a kind of like a bonus. To news vendors, that's why they had them. They were they were given away as like, well, okay, here's our. We want you to sell our product. Here's a way to sell our product. Here's these spinner racks, and so I, okay. they were technically the property of the dealers to do with. So I mean, if 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 a store wanted to get rid of it, I would imagine they would tell the distributor, "Come take it back with you, and you know, stick it back um, on the truck." As 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 an as an in, as an interesting side note. Um, um, some of the comics that were also in the stack with this, because I, I bought like five or six. This is mm-hmm. just this was just the annual that had you know all that that did um this was just the one I um arbitrarily chose first. Some of those were um direct markets direct market stuff that shouldn't have been really that shouldn't have been there yet. Yeah, yeah. How yeah, that happened? Um, <laughs> How did they yeah. end up with some direct market? Comics yeah, because yeah, um, that's What's how, the I, got, that's doing how I got, there was a Micronauts, that, there was a Mi- Micronauts that was direct market. Right, after Marvel and, switched that book over. Yeah, and and is that where I got, I think that might be where I just got, and I think one of them was an issue, a random issue of Camelot. Really? That, 
How would that Brian Boland? Yeah, Camelot, yeah, Camelot yeah. three thousand by Mike Barr and Brian Boland. Yeah. That's yeah, I, 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 I have the trade somewhere, and I, and I, and I, and I, I, and I had it in singles once. Um, I haven't read it in years, but 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 I found an issue of that along with this comic too. Yeah, it was a it it it, it, it was really really a strange day, and I have I have it very much in my own head associated with spinner racks going away and comic book stores becoming a thing. Wow. Like that's it's it it's it's I mean it, I mean there was an old guy complaining about the spinner rack going away and some of the <laughs> comics that he gave me I know he shouldn't have had because I know weird things about comic publishing. Yeah. You know you um, said after after the spinner rack they put him on a magazine rack. Yeah. Uh so how well, it was if you've if you've been to any country store where they like make their own where they kind of made their own magazine rack right in mm-hmm. front of the thing from back like back in the 70s mm-hmm. that, that that's where the comics were going to so they continued to carry comics at least for a little while uh, yeah I, I, it, it, I i i think there were would have been comics there the next uh, the next year when i went on vacation with my parents and then i didn't go on vacation with my parents after that okay yeah because uh, um, because I was a teenager. And- yeah, you were a teenager, right? And you're like, yeah. that's not. I don't want to do that anymore. I did the same thing. I stopped going with yeah. my parents to the Poconos because I got to be like 17. I'm like, I'm too old for this now. You know, yeah. now I yeah. wish I had, but but back then, well, I, was I like, mean, no, I, don't I mean, I mean, I mean, I I did stubbornly keep buying comics. Well, of course, that's why we're here. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so okay, so. Now you did you live how far away uh, from that area did you live was your was your house like was that a was this a um, big trip or was it a small trip Take take no offense I have to remind myself you're from New Jersey um <laughs> What does that mean in this context I li- Okay okay it means that I live in San Bernardino County the okay. county that I live in okay not only is larger than some of the states on that side of the country Okay Two or three of them, like like Rhode Island and um um and two others, could fit in the county that I live in wow. geographically at at one time. So 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 we didn't leave the state, but still but a big trip a, though. Yeah, but it's a it's a two three hour drive. Actually, it's it's a four. It, actually, it's a three or four hour drive. Wow. Okay. All right. Well, that's a, that's yeah. a big trip. I mean, that's how far the Poconos was for us yeah. when we lived in New Jersey. It was a four hour drive, so it's a yeah. big enough drive that you couldn't possibly do it in a. Day, you know what I mean? Like it was a big trip, and you stayed over. It wasn't like you oh. could do it and come back in a day. Although I have I have done that. Now I you you meant oh, I'm sorry. You, you mentioned other stores in mm-hmm. the area, so. Was uh, when you were being when you were haunting uh, Big Sur as a kid with your parents, were there a bunch of country stores like that in this area? Because that was basically the only one that I saw that we saw um, still open. To be completely honest with you, I was amazed that that one was still open. Okay. Um, um, no, yeah, they they used to be everywhere, and 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 now the, and, and now they're AMPM mini marts. Yeah. Um, when I was when I was buying comics from there, that was. That was one of many that I would have been buying from at the time. Um, there were, there were, there are a couple that, if from the years where instead of going to Yosemite, we went to the beach down down near San Diego. So, um, so, 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 some of, so, some of those were, you know, you know, again, again, th- three hours the other direction. Gotcha, um, gotcha. But still, there were little country stores, and if they didn't have spinner racks. 
they had, like I said, the kind of a place where the other magazines went where you could find comics. Right, right, um, right. And, and, and parents encouraged me to, uh, my, uh, it involved reading and recycling because I, cause I, cause I collected aluminum cans to get the, the money for you it. You said that. Now, now I, I, yeah. I gotta, I gotta ask you about that. So when you collected the, like, you didn't turn the cans into the store, right? Like that would, there was, this was two separate processes. You turned the cans into some other place. You got okay. money and then you bought the comics with that money, right? It wasn't like you were literally taking Unless the you cans were... to the country store okay. and you were handing okay. you comics for them. Okay. Except that the seventies, except that the seventies in state and national parks were a magical time. Okay. And there was a, and there was a, um, and there was a um, deposit on every aluminum can, and everybody mm-hmm. was on vacation, so they just tossed them away. Okay. So, so I just went through when I was there, and then returned them back in, and they gave me the deposit back. Okay. Okay. So, so when we were at the state or state parks or like that, yeah, and um, and and uh, when I did recycling at the at any place that didn't have that, I'm pretty sure that my dad just gave me money for the aluminum cans in retrospect. Gotcha. Okay. Like, yeah. Like, like that's one of those where, where I don't know where the money came from. And, and I suspect one of my parents decided to, to encourage my recycling and just pay me cash and let me go read comics. Um, for, for a parent, uh, it's kind of win-win because you're showing that you're doing something good for the environment and you're reading on top of it. Yeah, like that's a you know, I mean, unless you're the kind of parent that doesn't want your kid reading comics, that's that's really like the, a dream because your kid is doing a nice thing, and then re- the benefit to them is reading on top of it. So I mean, you know, yeah. I would imagine your parents must have been thrilled at that. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, I was, I, I, I and and it kept me, and you know, it also kept me out of trouble. Um, yes. <laughs> so, so it was, yeah. Uh, I'm kind of yeah. amazed that that store is still in business. But but I realized that when I went up to the Poconos a couple of years ago after having not been there for a quarter century, some of those businesses were still there. Some of the they didn't care like this one they didn't carry comics anymore, but the same store that I shopped in when I was 10 is still there because people are always going to need somewhere to stop and get a bottle of water and a Twinkie. That's you know and it's not as many as there used to be, but it, that that is if you can be the last one to survive, you're it's a constant business. Yeah, um, I I live in a small desert town, and um, we used to have a um, we used to have a griddle that was unhealthy for you, and that was <laughs> taken down. But the country store that is that I can't walk to now. It's I, I I I don't live that close to it now. But the one that was just a couple of blocks from where I from where I grew up as a kid. Um, which is where I also bought a whole lot of comics. Obviously, that that building is still active as a store, mm-hmm. but it was briefly a, a furniture store uh, for a, for a couple of years, and then went back to being a country store. <laughs> that's, um, a, that's that's a it's a strange uh, yeah <laughs> yes. life cycle for that for that building. That seems kind of unusual. Yeah, I was I was so happy to see this store because I just. I love that kind of stuff. And so does my wife. We just love that kind of old timey stuff. And we bought some things there. We bought some, like literally like a bottle of water and something, but they also had a bunch of uh, like t-shirts and stuff. And we're good little tourists. And I bought a big Sur sweatshirt and I bought a uh, PCH uh, fridge magnet. Cause we love having magnets from every place we've been. So we pumped some money into that store 
uh, which we felt good about. Like I said, there and there was a little rack for newspapers and like a local travel kind of, you know, like a like a not a flyer, but and not a magazine, but some kind of like free thing that you know things to see in this area kind yeah. of thing. So I mean, yeah, they have little- you know. That's always where my eye goes. I'm like, oh, paper, you know, I go right to there. But again, of course, they've no <laughs> oh, comic. paper. Comics could have been there once. Exactly. Exactly. It really is quite the sickness that yeah. I, you know, still look for these things, even though I knew going in, there's no way it's going to be. Now, one other thing I want to ask you about the area before we get to the comic in question is, mm-hmm. you know, you mentioned Big Sur, you know, California, big, big yeah. area. I mean, you know, we drove two hours uh, from, you know, we, we went from San Francisco to Carmel and that's a two hour drive. And that's yeah. not even the Southern part of the state. We were still in like the Northern part of the state, even though we were driving two hours down with, yeah. with the, the real estate being what it is in California. I mean, as everyone knows from uh Superman, the movie, you know, all the property on one side yeah. of the San Andreas okay. fault is the most valuable property in, in the world. Can, 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 can a comic book store, even survive in that area because i imagine the rent is got to be so astronomically high that they probably can't mean, afford there probably can't be a comic book a dedicated mean, comic book store anymore you mean now yeah um we have we have we uh no not now we we have one that is dying locally mm-hmm. sort of um but but also the thing is um yeah, I just, the town that I live in, I am halfway between the we are halfway between Los Angeles and Las Vegas. That's why we exist. Gotcha. gotcha. I um ch- ch- my um area of fascination when it comes to mountains is the San Andreas Fault because I am at the very southern uh uh uh, uh, uh area of um of the mountains you were traveling through. Wow. Um, um um, and then, and then there's another range right here because the, the because, um, because the San Andreas creates a good, it, 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 two different mountain ranges. Anyway, sorry, um, got distracted there. Uh, so I guess what I'm, what I'm, what I guess I'm getting oh, at is. Oh, is there a comic book store here? Right. No, I, yeah, sorry, that knocked the wind out of my sails because no, there isn't one and it's like sad to me. I don't buy, I don't buy, I, 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 I do digital now. Mm-hmm. Um, 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 I, 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 I love, my, I, I love the stories and, um, 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 I'm, I'm very happy to, uh, to, 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 to help people collect, but I don't, I don't buy paper unless like it's, um, unless it's like for some major story event. Yeah, I'll buy the first thing. I'll, I will still buy the, any, any first issue with Alan Scott in it. In paper, if I see it. <laughs> okay, okay, right. that's true. I, I can't deny that, 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 but but other than that, I have mostly weaned myself from paper, and therefore the need to store it. Gotcha. Um, okay. Well, I guess what I'm what I'm yeah. kind of getting at though is, is is not. I mean, obviously, I mourn the loss of comics being in in newsstands because that's where I bought them, and I would love to keep yeah. doing that. But I'm not. I'm not getting into. I'm not going down this road just for the sake of pure nostalgia, even though that's what the show totally is. But what I, what I think about in my mind is, you know, a general store, like the one we went to a County yeah. store, whatever you want to call it, does not have to live off of the income from comic books alone. Obviously it, yeah. li- in fact, you know, comics are a, maybe a supplement to the fact, like I mentioned, they're selling water, they're selling soda, they're selling snacks, they're selling, 
uh, doodads for Big Sur, all that touristy stuff. And we paid like a fortune for the sweatshirt because of the markup. But again, that's fine. But comics are there to provide a service. But if if the comics industry decides, and it did, we're getting rid of all the comics in normal places, and you can only now get them in comic book stores, well, a comic book store, I'm guessing, because it's just that, from my limited knowledge of people who have run stores, worked in stores, our, our, our co-founder Shag worked in a store for many years, is that I can't imagine a comic book store being able to pay the rent in most places in California because they have to live off of comics because they do nothing else unless they sell, you know, Funko Pops or, you know, game games. And, and I mean, a lot of those stores do. But to me, that's the tragedy is that as comics get weeded out of county stores like this, it gets harder and harder to find them at all because what comic book store can survive where the rent is probably $5,000 a month? Just for the space, you know what I mean. That kind of—I mean, we we went to Carmel by the Sea, which is one of the most like valuable pieces of property out there. And I was like, "Where's the nearest comic book store?" And the nearest comic book store wasn't—it was like two towns over. And I was like, "Well, yeah, of course. There's no comic book stores gonna be able to pay the rent in Carmel. It's impossible. You can't you can't pay that kind of rent just selling comics and stuff." So, and to me, that's why they need to still be in places that pe- regular people go. And they're not anymore. They're not. And that's kind of what makes me sad about this. Once upon a time, my favorite part about going to the Bay Area was visiting several comic book stores that were in the area. Mm -hmm. Um, None of them are still in business. Wow. Okay. Like, like, like. Like, I think one of them might still be in, like, and, and there are like, you know, more famous ones that are, or whatever, but I'm talking about, you know, um, but, but even then, uh, Golden Apple in, in LA is half the size that it was. Wow. Um, um, I ditched high school to go to Golden Apple Comics, by the way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> since we're talking about that, um, yeah, um, but, um, and there were like, 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 the little town that the, the little town that I live in, well, the Victorville, which is Victorville, Apple Valley, and Asperia are kind of one little town, and were especially in the seventies. There was a comic book store here during the nineties boom. Right, sure, of course. Um, um, Got to sell those um, lenticular covers somehow. Yeah, I was going to say, and well, and in fact, and in fact, there were two. Um, uh, the, the 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 flashy one put the um, older one out of business. Oh. No, that was a good thing. Uh, oh. Sorry, sorry. My old comic book um, store bias is showing, but the the okay. the, the, the first um, the, the 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 first lady was a. Um, this is not a library shouter. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, and the other one is, um, and the other one is, is was one of three people who spontaneously introduced me to they might be giants at random. Um, in within okay. within forty eight hours of each other, um, still one of my favorite bands. But yeah, so I had a cool. So 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 I liked the other one better. But again, I was the Sandman guy. I I kind of I kind of I did you do when 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 the nineties happened. I I I gothed up a little. I didn't mean to. It was an accident. <laughs> um, um, well, I was in theater and my clothes were already black. And then I got, and then I was running Vampire the Masquerade because I wanted to run a superhero campaign. Um, 
And that's how you ran superhero campaigns at the time. You made um, dark vampire superheroes. Sure. Um, I would have denied that that's what I was doing at the time also. I'm sorry. I got off track for a second. (laughs) (laughs) This is (laughs) well, okay. You you mentioned Sandman. You mentioned Sandman. That is actually a perfect segue to what we're going to be talking about this book, this particular comic, because we've got a character who's focused on dreaming in this comic. Yes. So, um, all right, let's let let let's let's get to the comic because everybody's been listening for like a half hour now. We've been busy re- reminiscing about old count, county stores, which I don't think anybody's stores, interested in. I do miss. Uh, I, yes, I totally. Yeah. Exactly. It's the reason yeah. why we stopped. You know, we were in the middle of things. I'm like, we gotta we gotta stop there. So, okay, so let's talk about the comic book that you did buy at this store, which I mentioned is Justice League of America Annual Number One. It was on sale May 12, 1983. Unbelievably. As I said, it's the first issue. It was the first annual, even though Justice League of America was always one of DC's highest profile and highest selling books. It never got an annual before this point, which is very strange. But they finally did an annual. They put out annual number one. The story is called If I Should Die Before I Wake. It's by Paul Levitz, Len Wein, Rick Hoberg, and inked by Dick Giordano. So got a ringer there. Before we get to the, before I go to the the plot synopsis, I want to talk about the cover of this book so we've got and again you'll see it in the gallery on the website you've got this great no no cover copy amazing no cover copy no story nothing it's just a surprint yay surprint of dr destiny with his finger up and he is obviously putting the justice league of america through its paces in some sort of salvador dali-esque nightmare dreamscape we see superman wonder woman green arrow black canary red tornado aquaman john stewart green lantern Flash along, yeah, Flash, Elongated Man, Zatanna, and Firestorm all being thrown about by Doctor Destiny. So, what do you think of this cover, Bradley? Do you remember spotting it at like at the at the at the store and being like, "Oh, holy crap, that looks awesome!" Oh, this was okay. Again, grew up in a small town. I often didn't get the annuals unless unless I found them on vacation. Mm-hmm. Me too. Um, Me too. Um, um, so and like and like that was true for Teen Titans, um, not for uh, not not yeah, for, and it was had been true for other stuff. So when I got this, I don't think I knew that there hadn't been Justice League annuals before this. But I completely bought it because this was again John Stewart Green Lantern. I had a my 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 best friend who I bought comics with. He he was a really big Hal Jordan fan in a way that I like. I said I, I, Alan Scott. I like Alan Scott. I like John Stewart. I I I, I literally had to like whoever wasn't Hal. Okay. Um, yeah. Um. It it, it, it still kind of lasts. I still kind of don't like Hal Jordan. Uh, but 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 so so that I, so I remember that that was part of why I bought this. But also I. One of my favorite Justice League stories before this was the one where we learned the Red Tornado can dream because of Dr. Destiny. Mm-hmm. So that is, I remember wanting this to be a sequel to that. Yes, yes <laughs> I remember this cover that way and, and following chip, chip, chip. And the really scary places that John D. went after that, um, that, 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 that may be for another podcast, I'm sure. There's a lot of strangely predictive stuff on this cover. Whenever I stop and look at it, mm-hmm. um, uh, uh, um, um, if 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 I was a more superstitious man, um, the fact that Aquaman and Firestorm are right next to each other on this cover <laughs> is of things in my in, um, in, in my comics life, if you will. 
Hal not Hal not being on this cover is is special for two reasons. Um, um, because there is there there is a strange continuity glitch with him and uh, Green Arrow and Black Canary in this in this and the and the uh, across and the last Justice League Justice Society crossover. Mm-hmm. But when this came out, the um, it's really beautifully drawn, but it's a creepy story where we learn that uh, Black Canary is her own daughter. Yes, that that absolutely bonkers two parter. Yeah, yeah, that absolutely bonkers two parter. That Hal shows up for. Right. Um, the reason why Hal isn't in this annual is because he's still on the mission that he had just come back for. But they, but these two reference that adventure. Hmm. Okay. So, so he should be back here. I'm glad he's not. Again, again, glad to see John. Um, but but this is one of those where 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 um uh, um you know it 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 um we didn't have the I I wasn't on a message board yet for 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 this so this was I remember discussing it with my friend Danny but there is a a, a, a continuity problem with the with that particular story. Yeah. For, for an annual, uh, and we'll talk about it in a minute after I do the synopsis, but there, this, most annuals, to my experience, uh, were purposely written to be any time because yeah. they didn't want to try and time it to the individual. This is a rarity in that this book does reflect events going on kind of right at that moment. And just like, and again, we'll mention, you'll, you'll know what I'm talking about when we get to the synopsis. So yeah. that's kind of unique is that this book is firmly kind of, you can sort of, pace it out and go all right well this is 216 to 17 oh, and then the annual would hit and then this and this and this and this so that's again it's unusual that uh paul levitz and lynn because this was not written by jerry conway who was the regular writer uh, although yeah. at this although this was right in the window where he had left but before he came back like five issues later and they were the book was kind of being written by paul copperberg did one carrie burkett did another so i mean and then roy thomas did that two-parter which again we just talked about as bonker yeah. so everyone was kind of trading and just doing different just like so okay let's let me get to this synopsis because again we've been talking forever we haven't even gotten to the book yet so anyway um our story opens with some sort of robot lizard type of creature uh or creatures aboard the jla satellite knocking a few of our heroes around at a crucial moment the elongated man is unable to stop one of the bad guys from punching a hole in the satellite's hull sending all the jlayers hurtling into airless space as elongated man screams in terror, we realize whew, this is only a dream or a nightmare, actually. As Sue Dibney tries to comfort her husband, Ralph is concerned about these nightmares he's been having, where he is the weak link in the chain. This is all music to the ears of Dr. Destiny, one of the JLA's oldest foes. He is eavesdropping on Ralph and considers him a fool. Unfortunately, he is no help to Destiny and his cursed affliction. What affliction? Well, we get to see what Destiny is talking about. He is conducting research on dreams under the guise of it being genuine medical research. Turns out those subjects who can dream are healthy. The ones who can't are slowly suffering physical effects from it. Their skin is turning white. Their features skeletal. Sound familiar? Destiny has a team of nurses helping him in his work, never realizing who he really is and what he really looks like. Destiny blames the JLA for his condition and threatens to attack them in their dreams. Cut to... The JLA satellite again, where they are playing host to Commissioner James Gordon, who didn't know where to turn ever since Batman disappeared into Markovia. See the events of the first futures of Batman and the Outsiders, everybody. 
Turns out that Destiny, who they thought they had locked up in Arkham Asylum, has escaped, leaving a hologram in his place. The JLA takes the case and goes on a search for him. The Hawks, the Atom, and Firestorm use a piece of Thanagarian technology to track Delta Wave radiation, which they believe will lead them to Dr. Destiny. They follow the lead to the Atom's stomping grounds of Ivy University, where they are told nothing strange is going on, even with the dream research now being conducted. Suddenly, wraith-like beings leap out of the asleep subjects and attack. The JLAers mention stop them, and they fade back into nothingness, all while Destiny watches. Meanwhile, in Washington Square Park, something similar happens to Aquaman, Green Arrow, and Black Canary, with transparent beings emerging from monstrous stone sculptures and attacking, ending the same way, with the JLAers fighting them off. It happens yet again when Wonder Woman, Flash, and the Jon Stewart Green Lantern find themselves fighting dreamlike versions of Amazo, Dr. Light, and the Tornado Tyrant. The heroes stop them, of course, and they think they have found Destiny himself until he disappears right before their eyes, seemingly merging his being with his dream machine. Zatanna uses her magic to transport herself, Red Tornado, and Elongated Man to another dimension, the Dream Dimension. Someone call Neil Gaiman. Zatanna determines it's here where Destiny is hiding, so she calls in the rest of the team. The Justice League arrives at the Dream Dome, where Destiny has imprisoned its heroic operator, the Sandman. Destiny is able to call forth all sorts of horrible demons from people's nightmares who attack the JLA. As they fight, the Flash tries to attack Destiny straight on, but he throws some sort of dust at the Flash, knocking him out. He soon does it to the rest of the team. Elongated Man is defeated last, being mocked by Destiny as it happens. Luckily, Ralph manages to hit a button on a control panel, freeing the Sandman into the Dream Stream. While Destiny imprisons the JLAers and plans to turn them into the skeletal husks he has become, the Sandman looks for help from the only person he thinks can help. Destiny sends some of his dreamlike goons to stop him. They do, but not before the Sandman's target is awoken from his slumber, the Man of Steel, Superman. Superman makes quick work of the demons, grabs Sandman, and heads for the Dream Dome. While the two of them fight more of Destiny's goons, he finds himself confronted by the rest of the JLA, now freed from their captivity. Destiny, being a bit of a puss, faints dead away. Turns out why Destiny was busy watching Superman and Sandman, a legated man came up with the idea of Green Lantern and Zatanna focusing all their energies on Wonder Woman's glass prison tube, weakening it enough for her to shatter it. Sandman is impressed, and the JLA makes him an offer to join the team. Sandman, only being able to be in their dimension for an hour at a time, says he'll consider it. Green Lantern asks what it was about Superman's dreams that led him to the Man of Steel, and he reveals that it was Superman's dream of a better world, a world finally at peace, where he is surrounded by his superpowered friends, the Justice League. Whew! Okay, everybody. I tried to summi- summarize uh, like a forty-page story as fast as I could. Big picture, Bradley. What? What did? What do you think of this comic now? And can you remember what you thought about it when you were a kid? Obviously, you must have really liked it if it was comic number one in your "I'm now a collector" mentality, because that's a big moment for any comic book nerd. I can't deny that if you ask me. Like okay, first of all, first of all, this 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 is one of the most continuities. I forget. Yeah, I you knew where everybody everybody was supposed to be in relation to this story. Um, this is absolutely where um, where 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 my love for Ralph um, as a detective comes from. Mm-hmm. But also, um, all right, I love a corny happy Superman ending too. All right, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to be the gothy kid who followed Doctor Destiny <laughs> into Sandman later, um, um, but, 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 but I, you know, I love, I, I, I love me a goofy happy ending, and this, this ends. I knew, I, I, I know right who the league is when this ends. 
Um, um, neither Hal nor Bruce are present. Right. The uh, big, right. Up until the end, the big two are not present in the in the in the story. Yeah, not at all. That particular Sandman will go on to be a, adapted um, by by Hector Hall, mm-hmm. uh, which will uh, tie him to Infinity Incorporated, which is which is my first set of characters I ever obsessed over. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, because we didn't have a comic book store, I I, I had read All Star Squadron. Anyway, um, from a, from a big picture, this is everything I want from a Justice League story. Although I although I understand why everybody else wants more Batman, which in a lot of ways is my is it, it, it this is like I said, this is comic number one. My my so much of my feelings about everybody on this cover is a character that I love. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Um, I have admittedly um, um, uh, made a lot of fun of both Aquaman and Superman in my life. Mm, um, Bradley. What? Bradley. Come on, Bradley. Well, what are you doing? What? It, um, no, no, not actually, actually <laughs> I was, I, but by the time I was listening to your podcast, I was past making fun of Aquaman. I had switched to the other side in those right. debates. Grew up and became a man. Uh, in fact, right. in, fact in, in fact, just before just before I started listening to the Fire and Water podcast, I had I had done the here's why Aquaman is awesome, cool, and that's how I found your podcast. Oh, there you go. So, Perfect. So so when I say that I used to do that, understand? Yeah, but I'm the guy. I used to love I used to love a good live comic book debate. Like 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 back when back when we were allowed to debate and not get angry. Um, <laughs> um, um yeah, that was when days, exactly we could do that. I used to love a really a, a really good debate. So I mean I'm not going to lie in my early 20s uh, both Aquaman and Superman took a took a lot of of brunt for um silliness. Well you were um, in your vampire goth guy. Uh, well time. and and let's be fair Part of the part of me getting dark and going goth is 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 a character who has the same name as the only non Justice League member on that last panel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, and the reason and and I almost didn't read Sandman after I read. That's um, I, 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 I'm 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 not remembering the issue right now. Issue number right now. I will shout it out random here any minute now um but but before i became a sandman fan i read the issue in the diner because i was actually following the character of dr destiny into the book i wasn't Mm -hmm. chasing sandman i was i was i was just discovering alan moore um it's so weird to think about it's it's so weird to think about that but but like there were the swamp thing annuals that came out that that came out right as crisis was happening. Mm-hmm. Right. That's that. Uh, that's that's where I started getting more into horror comics instead of superheroes. And I still and you see, and I still had to go via DC Comics, a guy who's teamed up with Superman to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was kind of going that way. And um, but but I had a the, the character of Doctor Destiny. Like I said, there was a red tornado. Um, Red Tornado is, is is both an android and an elemental, and I have argued and I have argued that he is neither and both in comic book arguments. Uh, uh, <laughs> that's all right. That's a, that yeah. is a subject for another whole. But I literally f- followed Doctor Destiny into what was almost too much, 
I, 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 then I discovered Sandman in the trade paperbacks and read them in order and, and, and suddenly discovered that they had done something brilliant, beautiful and dark with um, Dr. Destiny when they made him D. And, you know, but, but it was interesting because it, this is the, you know, this is the big, big Justice League villain doing the big Justice League movie villain stuff who will later go on to, you know, and, and Wonder Woman is a, um, Wonder Woman was a scholarly obsession for a while, so just finish off the cover there. Since we were <laughs> okay. Um, All right. Oh uh, well. Okay. And Zatanna. Zatanna. At this point in time, uh, it, 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 it counter is John Constantine before before I knew who John Constantine was, except that he was probably in Swamp Thing at this point in time. So I probably knew the character existed when this annual came out. Gotcha. Okay. Um, uh, like I said, I agree with you. I think this is kind of. Uh, everything I wanted in a Justice League story. And uh, we've mentioned this on episodes of Fire and Water that Chag and I did back when there was that brief, again, you know, we love Jerry Conway on this network. We always have, he, as everyone knows, he wrote my favorite comic book of all time, Justice League of America number 200. Uh, he's written, he wrote my favorite run of Justice League, period. But I will say that the book, after he briefly left it, after number 216, he actually literally even has a thing at the bottom saying, I've had a great run, you yeah. know, writing this book. Goodbye, everybody. And then he's back five issues later and you're like, wait a minute, what happened? But despite the fact that, okay, that Roy Thomas two-parter <laughs> aside, the issues in between the two Conway, the end of the, the last Conway and then when he came back for the uh, the Beastmen three-parter. Yeah. There was yeah. one issue written by Paul Copperberg, one issue written by Carrie Burkett. And then this annual, I think those three comics, 217, 218 and this annual are some of the best Justice League stories they ever did. And it's the kind of thing where I'm like, just do this. Just that's, keep doing this. That, like, wait, wait, that, was, the, that was the fantasy heavy, heavy Adam story before um chat before um power of the Adam, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that I mean, part of the problem was and they mentioned yeah. this, of course, in Jaylee annual number two is that at this point, the DC universe is splintering and the characters, the main heroes are being pulled out of this book left and right. Flash is on the endless trial. The Atom disappears into South America. Batman's part of the outsider. So, I mean, yeah, the book was being buffeted by external forces that it really couldn't do anything about. But it wasn't like that without Jerry Conway, the book was just like garbage. And it was like, oh, thank God Jerry Conway came back. These three books, these three issues are really, really fun, solid, and they do have some genuine characterization. They're not just an adventure that can be crowbarred into any month, and it doesn't matter. Because this thing with Elongated Man, where he is insecure about being one of the weakest members of the team, plays off of a moment he has in issue number 217, or 218, excuse me, 218, where he has a thought balloon where he comes up with this. He does some detective work and everyone's like, great job, Ralph. And yeah. he thinks about, I've always been, I've always felt very insecure about my detective skills when I'm on a team with Batman, but he's gone now. Maybe I can, maybe I can be more, uh, a greater part of this team. And this fits in perfectly with that. So again, all props to Paul Levitz and Lynn Ween for putting that in this annual at the exact right moment for the storyline. I mean, it's really, really impressive. 
And if I remember, and if I remember correctly, for the characters that like I collected after this, first of all, I was obviously impressed by that back back then, and I still am. I, I, I'm looking at it again, going, "This is remarkable!" Like, like you know exactly when this happens. Mm-hmm. Flash, and see, and like I said, I I know that I to this day know that know, know that there was that 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 the green the Green Lantern Green Lantern wasn't quite right in terms mm-hmm. of where everybody else was. Mm-hmm. Remember I said that mm-hmm. earlier? Right, right. And the fact that I know that is part of because the rest of it is so tight with mm-hmm. the other continuity. There there are some great little moments in this book that I really love. Again, part of it is the story. Part of it is the artwork by Rick Hoberg and Dick Giordano. That's a great comment. Again, Dick Giordano was such an absolutely top-tier inker that yeah. uh, he could make virtually anybody's pencils look great. Not that Rick Hoberg needed a lot of help with that. I think Rick Hoberg is a absolutely solid artist. But I mean, I love the moment where Dr. Destiny is talking to the nurse and he's saying, you know, your concern is noted, the nurse. And he's like, but things aren't always what they seem. Believe me, I know. And we see the reflection of how she sees him. And he looks like a regular guy and not realizing that he is this skull face kind of thing. I just again, I like that little detail. I love the way that Hoberg uh, draws action. He does a good job. I love the aliens that bust through. I it makes me inadvertently laugh when. Commissioner Gordon shows up uh, to the Justice League meeting and he says, look, without Batman around, I really don't know what else to do. And yeah. they, you have you have this great panel of Wonder but and this will be in the gallery of Wonder Woman saying, I'm afraid the Batman is probably invading the country of Markovia, even as we speak. And then just like almost like he's leaning into the frame is Aquaman. And he goes in direct defiance of JLA policy, I might add. Which is like, don't be a dick, Aquaman. Come on, you know what I mean. But there's just something about the way Rick Hoberg draws him, like it's like he's like leaning into the camera frame, like, hey, everybody, here's my, you know, director finds of JLA policy. Uh, it, you know, it reminds me that I understand why sometimes Aquaman wasn't super popular because he's written like a big old jerk. Um, but uh, I mean, I, I love that moment. I love that it's a classic JLA setup where we have the teams splitting up. Splitting you know, up that's in the one, different groups, that's that's always a winner. I, I I noted because I happened to be doing a reread that the um that we have the um we 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 have half of the cast of um of um brightest day teaming up earlier than that on the next three pages that the Hawks <laughs> Adam and Firestorm. I absolutely telling a character telling a better Firestorm story in fewer pages. Yeah. Uh, I absolutely love Aquaman in Washington Square Park. Oh. Uh, I've been there a bunch of times, and it's it's just a fun. I mean, of course, you know, DC was still in New York at this point, and Len Wein and Paul Levitz were you know, very I familiar a- with the city. But I, I I just love the verisimilitude of they've got the arch there in Greenwich Village, and that was you know you get to see Aquaman just standing there with like a like a guidebook, you know, he's looking I- around. I think that's just a great that's just a great bit. And 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 as and as, and as a quick callback there, my uh, the, the 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 youngest my youngest cousin who who used to meet us in Big Sur, there's a picture of him standing standing in about Aquaman's position. Oh, um, that's great! Yeah, that's um, great. That's great. <laughs> and, and well, from when he moved to New York, I should yes. add that piece in there. Well, I um, assume so. I mean, he wasn't yeah. photoshopping it in; he was really yeah. standing there. Um, not just. I mean, yeah. Well, anyway, sorry. Yeah. Uh, I, I like the chapter with Wonder Woman and Flash where the, the, the dream constructs are turned into some of their villains. That's a nice yes. touch. You know, that's cool. Just a way to kind of throw them in a little, including, as I mentioned, the tornado tyrant who had just appeared in JLA 192 and 193. That's a great, 
That's a great bit. I love all that stuff. I I love that elongated man gets to kind of, you know, again, it comes back later on where he starts to worry, like, am I, you know, what? he's got the gips a little bit, you know I mean? He's afraid that, uh, that he's going to fail the team. And character, and, and, and in terms of like characters at the time, those would have been my three favorite characters right there. Which ones? Um, Zatanna, Red Tornado, Red Tornado, Zatanna, and um, Elongated Man. Wow. Okay. Yeah, but, but and you made fun of Aquaman, huh? Okay. Interesting. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I followed Doctor Destiny, um, 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 into Sandman. Mm-hmm. I chase obscure characters. Uh, well, <laughs> yes, obviously. Uh, yeah, um, it's brave of you to admit that, Brent. Yeah. I. It. it Consider that considering Destiny is also on this. Is, 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 yeah, it, yes. And actually, I'm not sure that I, I'm not sure that I was. My fandom for Ralph may start with this issue. Um, mm, okay. I, 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 I'm never quite sure. I became a fan of him when Batman left, and they and they started doing that whole thing of yes, I can step up, and that's that's not like what made me a Ralph fan. It's was terrific. Stepped up because Batman wasn't around. That's it's a terrific character, character beat. So 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 we are literally looking at the pages where I formed my fandom for Ralph Dimby. That's um, awesome. That's great. Um, and, and and you know it was on again, off again because because. Well, like I said, because I became the Sandman guy. Well, there um, also wasn't a lot of play after at a certain point. There wasn't any real place to. I mean, yeah, Ralph was in the JLA Detroit era, but I mean, it wasn't like he was he had his own book or anything like that. So well, he and, really and 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 while I grew to appreciate the Detroit area era later in life, mm. um, it felt I, I I at the time I felt like it was an X Men ripoff. Mm-hmm. Um. Mm-hmm. um and that charge might still stand, but it wasn't the worst X-Men ripoff out there since I've read it as an adult since well, then. All right. Yeah. That again, that's a topic. That's a topic for another yeah. day for another yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've yeah, covered yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, I love, and the chapter six full page of the team together. I love that Hoberg, you know, paced the story in a way to give you that money shot. All of our heroes flying. I mean, if it didn't have, if it just had Superman on it, you could have made this a poster. I mean, you could just take all the cover copy, all the copy off of it and just make it. It would have been great to be on a piece of merchandise because it's got all the heroes running. It looks absolutely fantastic. Okay. Okay, But can we, but can we, but, but if you're going to do that, can you at least leave the time, that elastic instant known as now, the place, that world between all worlds known as the dimension of dreams, the players, surely the most awesome. Uh, yeah, no, awesomes in there. Awesome, um, come, c- come, confederation of superpowered beings ever, ever, yeah, ever, tripped over my own tongue. Sorry about that. Ever assembled for a single cause. The just, I didn't warm up. Didn't do my vocal warm up. Sorry. <laughs> um, it's good copy. I mean, made the the dimension of dreams makes it very specific. But you could rewrite that part. But yeah, you could leave the most of that copy but, there. Actually, it would be fine because it's. It's very da 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 kind of thing, which is great. I always love those moments when they did yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and 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 as far as I'm concerned, con- concerned, this is the dreaming. Okay, this is actually, actually, it actually this would technically be the inside of um. I I try I try to throw this in with my Sandman reading every once in a while, and okay. I'm, like, I'm like, it doesn't it it. it 
<laughs> it doesn't quite fit what they did with it later. Um, and 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 again, that's a whole that, that that's a whole other podcast, possibly. Yeah. Um, oh, we, we, again, yeah. we're going down so many different roads here. Uh, <laughs> well, ironically this... enough, the road through Big Sur is just one road. There was no side roads in Big Sur; just that one PCH straight down. Um, <laughs> I love that they work Sandman into this. By the way, according to Mike's Amazing World, this was the last appearance uh, pre-crisis of this version of Sandman, the Jack Kirby. Sandman. Yeah, this is yes. it for him. Um, so I mean, thank God he got to appear here. I love the moment that uh, the, the the Justice League basically just stands in front of Doctor Destiny, uh, and that makes him faint. I love that that he's just such a wuss that just the fact that the team is standing there in front of him makes him go like, Ugh. I love that. Yeah. It's, it's not a big fight; like he just passes out. That's really I love that bit. And then you get this. Was, ep- yeah. yeah, go ahead. No, I was just I was just agreeing with you that that's um that that is indeed. I I always like I always like that. Um, yeah, it's it's yeah. really it's a fun moment. Uh, a fun moment. It's... And then you get this epilogue, which even as a kid, even as a kid, where where I was not as you know, I mean, it wasn't as uh, you know comprehensive of kind of the greater idea of comic book business, but I also had every issue of JLA mapped in my brain, and and who was a member and who was not a member was all that stuff was very important to me. I think it's very funny that in the epilogue. Firestorm offers membership to Sandman seemingly off the top of his fiery head. You know what I mean? Like he just comes up with it in the moment. And I thought, does Firestorm really have the the ability to offer membership to people without running it by the, the elders of the team? It seems a little, you know, hey, wait a minute. Can we have a meeting about this first? I don't know if we really can add Sandman who, and of course, Sandman luckily knows himself and says, well, I can only be here. Once every, I can only be in this dream world uh, every, you know, an hour at a time. So, although that didn't stop Aquaman, uh, but, I, you know, so I can't really join the team. But it, I just thought even as a kid, I thought it was funny that I didn't get the sense that Firestorm really ran it by anybody. And like, I'm thinking just off panel, Superman and Wonder Woman are like looking at each other like, oh, geez, the kid's getting us in trouble. We really don't really not ready to offer Sandman members. We know he matches your colors, Firestorm. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. You know, you like the the red and the uh, the red and the yellow. But uh you know, we don't just we're not just adding members willy nilly. I know we've lost Batman, but for Pete's sake. So uh, and then Elongated Man backs him up, uh, too, which, again, the same man turns him down. And then it ends again. It ends with this great panel of talking about Superman's dream. And, and uh, it's a really sweet, you know, heartwarming kind of ending. I could see that if you were in your 90s dark goth phase, Bradley, you know, uh, I'm I'm Bradley Austin Null and Void you know, or whatever uh, that you weren't. Reverend you know, Null. Reverend no, make no mistake. I am okay. I am I, I am a rever I, I I got I got ordained just so I could be Reverend No. That I, is I, wonderful. I, I know I know I'm a supervillain. Um uh, you married a side character now. Well you turned her into a side character by marrying her, right? Because she's Kelly Kelly now. She um, is, well, she I don't think I'm not gonna refer to her as a side character uh, because yeah, yeah, I value but, my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, no, I, I try, I try hard not to be. A, I, I tried hard not to be a villain to, 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 to not lean into the villain thing. But it's, it, it is true. I, Reverend Null does have that. And again, I legitimately, I. The truth is, the truth is, is that I was intrigued by the version by the by the character that they in, introduced me to here. This version of the Sandman when I read this comic. Um, and one of the things that one of my greatest weird disappointments in things that happened in DC 
was when Hector Hall turned out to be Sandman right after Crisis. Okay. Because I am not a, I was not a big fan of the character of Hector Hall. All right. Okay. Um, we can't go down that road, Bradley. Yeah, we got to stay focused and that, yes, there. And that's there's so, there's so there. many roads. We cannot go down yeah. all these roads. This is the beginning of a whole bunch of roads for me. That's, okay. That's, okay. That's, the way, that's the way you have to look at this comic when you come down to it is not only is this possibly one of the best single Justice League stories and certainly like, like, the, like, 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 like one of my favorite pre-crisis Justice League stories. It, um, it's, and, in, and it is the last big adventure featuring the whole team in one shot. I mean, yes, the Beastmen story would feature most of the team, but not everybody. And yeah. it would be spread across three issues. This is, I mean, after this was the that two-parter, the, which doesn't feature the whole team. And then you've got the Beastmen storyline. And then you had the three-parter that just featured the newer members. And then you had the Martian invasion. So this... Without yeah. DC really knowing it, uh, even though it says at the bottom, always the beginning, it said at the end, this is really kind of it for the classic. I mean, yes, Batman is missing. Well, but other, okay, other Batman than that, is missing. This is it. Ba- Batman is missing, but Commissioner Gordon is is there for two pages. There you go. Um, there is a full on there is a full on bust of him on that page. If I'm That's, not yes, yes, in the flashback. Yep, in the flashback. Um, and Destiny is in Arkham. That's so, right. Yeah, so Batman's not there the way he's always not there in a DC in a DC comic. He's always hovering. Um, I, I occasionally look at this comic and go, and the reason why this was the first one in my collection is because it's just so perfect an issue. It is. Um, it's terrific. It's absolutely I, terrific. I I, 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 like I said, the goth kid in me is like the ending's corny, and I'm like, it's got Superman <laughs> on the cover. You don't get to complain about that. Exactly. What you? What you? What were you? What were you expecting? You know? Yeah. yeah what were you expecting? Um, yeah, and God, I, I just love this comic, and I, 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 that picture of you in front of there was amazing because like i said that's one of the places that i picture in my head when you were talking about mountain comics number one that leads i mean i talk about being a sandman guy that's still comic collecting that still starts from here even if i wasn't chasing d like a crazy person you know i'm so Um, glad that uh kelly took that picture because I, I'm, in, I'm very lazy and I, I'm, I'm inclined to not get lots of pictures. And then I regret it later because I'm like, oh, I wish we had more pictures. But she insisted on me taking a photo. And thank God we had it because I don't know if I, if I didn't have the photo, it, would it have clicked with you in the same way if I had just said, oh, we stopped in a county store in Big Sur? Maybe you, you would have seen it. But it's it, obviously it was a lot easier to literally see the front of the store that you were so familiar with in a picture. So again, all props to my wife for insisting she take the picture. Cause I'm glad I have that photo now. Yeah. And, and like I said, I've made, I've, I've, I've in my strange pop culture shamanism moments, um, uh, made pilgrimages to that parking lot because it's where my hobby started. That's awesome. Um, they should put up a plaque um, or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, it was that, that was, that was the same summer that I, um, Participated in um, in in political pie throwing too. That was a great summer. Um, <laughs> That's um, again yet another story for another podcast. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but um, but yeah, no. So it was really amazing. And also, 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 did you? I have to commend you on excellent choice in 
the, 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 the one is the best. I am not a reverend to be a supervillain. I am a reverend so that I could perform uh, marriages for some of my friends. And um, and uh, 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 um, driving the one is is a dream honeymoon. I think for everyone. it. It is. It is a trend. Yeah. It is a transcendent experience. It was yeah. something that I have wanted to do since I was, I don't know, maybe a teenager and I had have, like had saw it in movies and stuff. And I never have had a chance. I never had a chance to do it. And, uh, like yeah. I've, I've see, many, see, see, that's funny to me because for me as a teenager, cause you live, you, you like you, you, the mountains of New Jersey was a movie is a movie thing for me is a thing that only in, exists kind of in fiction like that. And, 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 um, I, I just think of where you went as being the place my parents took me, you know, I was raised by the Sierra club. Of course they took me to green places. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I'm not really that flippant about it. Cause I absolutely love big Sur. Big Sur is a magical place. It is. Um, it really is. It's yeah, uh, um, it, 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 I will say, uh, I'm sure that, um, in the next couple of months, uh, we will do, we'll probably be doing some other shows where, uh, some of this stuff will, will come up. Um, but I will say that it lived up to the um, the lofty expectation I had in my head of what it would be like to drive that road, put some music on and and drive that thing. It, it, li- it really lived up to it, which is hard, really hard to do. But it did. And it was um, just an unbelievable experience. And the, the, the idea that that was a store that at some point sold comics and that you you know, the, it, it is so okay. formative the, to you. It's just absolutely amazing. When, when, when we first started, what really amazes me about this is not only only that, but before when you when we very first started this conversation, the the rant that you went on about not them not having not having a spinner rack there that you did was thematically and um, um, temperament wise. The way I almost um, very, very close to the way I replay what that guy said at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so, you know, maybe that is the magical place where Spinner Racks died from. Um, <sighs> that would be sad. See, now we need to put up a plaque. Spinner Racks started dying here. Oh, it's such <laughs> a sad thing. To, I'm be a sad thing. so <laughs> much, so I happy say, so I much still have there. Let's not celebrate that. Yeah, um, no. Yeah, yeah, I, I make, I'm, I, when we're done recording, I'm going to go out and, and hug my spinner rack that I have out there in the living room. Oh, I give me to, spinner rack a hug for me too. I wanted please. to feel appreciated. So, okay. We've been talking forever. Uh, we need, we should wrap this up here. Uh, because again, we could go on and be talking about, uh, going to county stores and all this stuff and no one's interested anymore. I thank yeah. everybody for listening. Bradley, thank you for reaching out and mentioning it the way you did because as soon as you mentioned it on Facebook, my the wheels started turning in my head and i was like okay this okay the show's gonna come back for a bonus episode what the hell why not and then it makes it a special episode because yes it's a mountain comic but it's not my mountain comic it's someone else's mountain comic which is never anything i ever thought i would cover on the show but i'm so glad i got to do it because it was so significant so i am so i i am so glad for everything that led to this discussion (laughs) Like, Thanks. like there's so much joyful pieces of it to celebrate along the way. And, and like I said, it's for me, it's the beginning of a whole lot. Um, it's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. What, 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 you know, anybody's, anybody's comic could be their first. And, you know, you said it wasn't your first, but it was your first into like a whole serious thing. And well, now yeah, you're talking say, 40 it's, years it's later now, how much you're in I, I, I bought them and I had friends who were collectors before that, uh, 
uh, my friend Danny was was calling himself a collector before I did. Um, but but again, it's because this was just the perfect Justice League story. Of course, it inspired me to 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 start the collection. It's, um, it's an absolutely magnificent story. Anybody, if you haven't read it and you love just classic DC, uh, and you should, you're listening to this network for Pete's sakes. Uh, yeah. go check it out. Go check it out. It's an absolutely marvelous story there, and totally worth the dollar that it cost back in the day. Yeah, that's what I keep looking at is 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 the dollar price on this, and and I'm like I, I'm like this this is a fifteen dollar book. Okay, I'm exaggerating, but not much. <laughs> um, old man shaking his fist at the sky. There you go um, with, with your Green Lantern ring on. So uh, anyway, well, Bradley. Thank you for doing this. We've been we've been online friends for a long time. We've never you've been on the network before, but we've never had a chance to record. And this was a really special moment. Like I said, this was so exciting to me. The trip was so fun. Such a such a a culmination of everything I wanted uh, my whole life to be able to do, and I never thought I'd ever be able to do it. And to be able to do it on my honeymoon was just unbelievable. And I just could not wait until next year to do this. I was like, I can't sit on this for six months. I'm excited now. So even though the end of the season was just a month ago. We're doing a bonus episode. I swear to God, everybody, the show's really going into hibernation now. We're done. But I really wanted to get this out. So thank you for doing this, Bradley. I really appreciate it. No, it was it was absolutely my pleasure. At uh, thank you, thank you for the talk, and uh, congratulations uh, on on being on being happily married. Um, we're so far we're a month in, pretty good. So, of course, everybody, if you want to follow this show, you can subscribe to it on any podcatcher of your choice. Mountain Comics has its own uh, feed now. We're over on Twitter at FWP Mountain Com. And if you want to support the Fine Water Podcast Network, just please go to patreon.com slash FW Podcast. And there you can unlock various rewards, one of which is if you name checked on a show of your choice. So if you really like Mountain Comics, uh, go over to Go to uh, patreon.com slash FW podcast and uh, show some support uh, over there. So we really would appreciate. So again, thanks everybody for listening. I mean, mountain comics, all of my, all of my podcasts are indulgences. Mountain comics is an indulgence on top of an indulgence because it's so specific. Um, So I really appreciate everybody listening to these shows and being so supportive and giving such wonderful feedback, which we will cover next season, including this episode. Uh, and again, this was just a total blast to do. So thanks everybody for listening. Have a great winter uh, as best as you can. And uh, we will see you all next year. Bye-bye. Have a summer of fun in the Poconos At your host with the most in the Poconos kind of summer fun at Mount Airy Lodge or Pocono Gardens. Beautiful rooms, fabulous food, headline entertainment, winter, spring, summer, fall. Call 966-7210 for reservations at Pocono Gardens and Beautiful Mount Airy Lodge.